Hello, cool kids, and welcome to the seventh episode of Autonomic. I'm Kat Cool, your host and narrator. Before we get things going, I wanted to give a quick note about the next two episodes. Both this episode and the next cover a combat. In games like Autonomic, combats are frequently a slightly different style of play than the description and conversation-based storytelling you might be used to from the show. Here are the ways you can expect to see combats change the flow of the podcast. First off, combats take more time than non-combat play. This is because we focus on a short interaction and process every action each person is taking within that moment in a turn-based manner. If you've ever played a video game with turns, like Pokemon, or even card games like Go Fish, you might be familiar with the idea. Essentially, each person will be asked what they want to do during their turn, including any enemies. Each person has a chance to act that is wholly their own. Once each person has acted, a second round of combat starts, and we cycle back through the people involved in the conflict. This means that a conflict that would take five minutes in the real world can take several hours to play out as a game, depending on how many combatants are involved in the fight. Second, while our characters will continue to speak and to interact with each other in the way that you're used to, the players are also playing what is effectively a strategic minigame. In our game, they're given a gridded map and miniatures to help keep track of where the characters are on the battlefield. When we usually play, we don't need a grid. We only use a grid during combat. This means that there will be some things that are specific to that combat minigame that you might not yet be used to hearing. For example, sometimes we count out the number of squares a character is moving their miniature on their turn. In general, the podcast should feel like the story that you're used to hearing, and we'll be back to our standard out-of-combat play by episode 9. Personally, I really enjoy in-combat play. It gives me an opportunity to think in ways I don't get to in my day-to-day life. Also, since I'm the narrator, I get to show off cool monster abilities. I love making monsters. Watching my friends defeat the monsters I make gives me a lot of personal joy. I hope you have fun listening to us play through this special type of autonomic session. Now, dream with me a while. At some point during their lives, most nomics will wind up face-to-face with a monster. Sometimes those monsters look very scary and unusual, and sometimes those monsters look just like you and me. In a perfect world, no one would have to fight. They'd resolve all conflict with discussion. But Respite is not a perfect world. In Respite, there are many monsters and so many of those intend real and physical harm to the people who live there. Some of this is why Respite values their Nomics. Nomics have special powers that, when wielded properly, they use to protect people from monsters. When wielded improperly, however, they can cause unintended harm. Let's watch our new Nomics come to terms with their powers and face their first monster. So last we left off, Brennan, you had done an energy burst out of your arms of out war. Out of my arm of war. Out of yes. your arm of war into Izzy, who got hit back into this bookshelf. A book fell down that was kind of spooky looking, yes. and then a big green hand came out of it. 
now we are entering combat. Could everybody make an initiative roll? An initiative roll in the bright system. You pick any reasonable skill to roll this for and roll two dice for it and add them together. It's the most unique roll. Everything else in the bright system kind of works the same way, except an initiative. Initiative works like this. Do these count towards our die category checks for lumens? Yes, it does. Thanks, Brinks. May I have two D10s, please? Twelve. I got ten. I got twelve. I got 12. Did anyone get higher than a 19? <laughs> no. No, the highest we got as a group was 12. Doing number bits. Three of us did. <laughs> okay. Since we only have one NPC, that's all I actually need to know for this combat oh. is, did anybody get above the bad guy? Nope. They did not because Burn Bright uses a thing called popcorn order. You have PC slots and NPC slots. And when we hit PC slots, you guys will get to decide who goes next oh. out of all of you, including... The other nomics. Yeah. I would love to know what skills you used to make your checks. For example, Asteria used knowledge, Emmy used athletics, Key used channel, and Zephyr, he's the only one out of the group who didn't use something that he's very good at. He used perception, which was just a D4 roll. I used skullduggery. Streetwise. Athletics. Melee. Melee? Melee. (laughs) Melee. Cool. So you guys all used things that you're pretty good at, too. This makes sense to me. The first up is... Mr. Hand. The big green hand. The hand stretches out its five fingers and presses down hard on the floor and pulls up and out of the book comes an arm and then an elbow and many other body parts. And then an armpit? (laughs) Yeah, all the way. (laughs) Uh, An armpit uh, up into shoulder. Shoulder? Oh, no. Is it hairy? No, not hairy. Resolving (laughs) itself into a very tall humanoid being. They have two arms two legs, smooth green skin that kind of has a shimmery quality to it and has some scales around their shoulders and elbows and other joints. They're wearing pants made of a material that you've never really seen before. It's kind of swooshy that are black with then a really bright stripe down the side. How big are they? The pants? No, no, like the person, the thing. <laughs> Both the pants and the person are, are very large. Brennan, <laughs> the shelving up here goes 20 feet. Is that the height of the ceiling or is it the ceiling? Yes. Okay. This person, they're bald and they have long pointed ears and like a little snub bat nose, big black eyes and like little things. Cute. They're like 25 feet tall. So they just have to kind of stoop to not hit their head on the ceiling. They climb out of the thing, look around, say something in a language that none of you have ever heard before, mm. look down at Izzy, and then yell. And they make an attack called Fear Me. No! So it's a complexity four attack that's coming at you. This is a social attack. Social attack. Oh. You can defend with anything that you think is appropriate. I think I want to probably perform. Okay. Performing under pressure. <laughs> oh, no. That's a six, a ten, a five, and a three. So you made it? Yeah! Oh my gosh! So they yell and scream and cry right in your face and you're unmoved. Tell me what this looks like because it's really cool, Izzy. Izzy was thrown back into the bookcase, shooken completely, honestly pretty hurt, bloody nose. The book fell. She staggered up because she was going to go back and be on the defensive and probably attack Brennan for attacking her. So she was already had her wits about her as much as she could, but then a big old green monster pulled herself out. So at this moment, she's running on a lot of adrenaline, and also, at this point, she's at the end of her rope, and so she turns to him, the monster screams in her face, and she said, Ah! 
right back at him. And then I would like to run away, please. Oh, okay. It's PC slot o'clock for all of you guys. I'm going to move back on the other side of the bones with the rest of the crew next to Maya. Okay, we'll count out the square movement. So five, five, 10, 10, 15, 15, 20, 20, 25, 30. I'm going to end my turn because that was hard. I would like to go next. (laughs) Great. I also think it's a good time to talk about what Monique does in combat. Monique is not a fighter. He's mostly just a person who observes stuff and Mm. he has no combat abilities. So there are multiple ways of interacting with the combat that are not just dealing damage. So Monique is going to look for ways he can contribute. He can generate what are called advantages, which help his friends. And he can heal his friends who are hurt. So Monique has a lot of cool nomic powers, but most of them do have stuff to do outside of combat. They're mostly about investigating stuff. Stuff. Everyone has the ability to generate these things that are called advantages. They can get you guys re-rolls. That's the main thing that they do. They're like a communal pool for the group. And some of you will have abilities throughout your nomic or species thing that need them to go. For example, Maya can use them to get her shield back when she throws them. But my first worry is that my friend is almost dead. So I'm going to move next to Izzy and Monochrome's going to move with me. Um, yeah. On my first turn, Monochrome can do something and I can do something without it increasing the complexity of what's going on. So I want Monochrome to look Izzy up and down and see how she's hurting in order to reduce the complexity of the health check I'm going to make to try to heal her. Does that make sense? That sounds good. Pretty good. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to do is look at you up and down and be like, you're not doing very well now, are you? I'll use my telepathy on this. Monochrome. Yeah. Check her out. We need to make sure she's still standing at the end of this. Uh, Goodbye. I love you. Goodbye. I love you. Six and a two. A six and a two. Okay. What's going on with Izzy? Where is she hurt? How can I help her? Izzy got energy blasted. Blasted. Monochrome is looking over and she knows a few things. She knows that she has been hit in the front with an energy blast and hit in the back with a bunch of books. So there's probably some bruising. Those are most of the things. And there's definitely some light burning in her front. But here's the thing. She hit her head and Monochrome knows about this. She might be concussed, which means... We have to check her eyes. Izzy has been crouching on the ground just trying to catch her breath, and all of a sudden she looks up and a monkey face is right in her face. Oh, stay still, stay still. No, you stay. Stop it, don't touch me. Stop I'm it. No, I'm not touching you. What? No, don't touch me. Here. Nobody touch me. I'm not touching you. So I'm going to crouch down in front of Izzy and I'm going to say, Izzy, it's really important that we make sure that you're okay. No, it's... I'll check you out without touching you if that's what will help. So... But I need to make sure you're doing okay. Someone's going to hit me again. No one's going to hurt you. Uh, and I'll make an empathy check to try to calm Izzy down. So this is your second this action. Second action. So, so this is a three difficulty. Yay, a four, an 11, and a one. <laughs> Great. Great. So PvP rolls aren't super a thing, right? So I figure that it's going to work. But mm-hmm. either which way, what this would have done, no matter what, even if you were trying to calm down an NPC, I would have had this generate an advantage for you guys from cool. the table. So we take one of these handy blue things. Listeners, we keep track of advantages and nightmare points via counters. So when you hear this sort of click, it means <laughs> that we have added one of those counters to the table for the pools. I suggest using something similar to that to keep track of yours at home and makes it a lot easier. Okay, please comfort your friend. Okay, (laughs) it's going to be okay. There was a misunderstanding, but we need your help right now. We need you focused. Can you turn to a kitty and help us? I I can try. I, I... Sometimes I can't do it when I'm hurt or I'm tired and... Then let me help make you at least less hurt. How? Well, I hope this is a three. Gee... It's not. So you start to try to heal her, but then you get really caught up on the thing of whether or not she's concussed. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. I've never seen someone maybe concussed before. (laughs) It's fine. What is that? We've got your back. We'll figure it out. No, okay. (laughs) Who wants the next slot? I'll go. Okay, Brennan. Brennan is distraught. I want to run over to Izzy and Monique. 
Oh my God, I'm, Izzy, Izzy, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't, I don't, I didn't, I don't know what, I didn't. Don't talk I didn't, to me. No, don't I can't, talk to I can't, me. I can't, I have to say, I have to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't Take care to, of him. I do something about him. Oh, I don't know. You know. There's nothing you can do yeah. to make it better. You can't make it better. You can't. Just get the monster. You can you, help by saving And he lives. looks around. He has not seen the monster yet. Uh-huh. He has been so distraught that, again, what he feared what was going to happen when he became this Namek happened, that he didn't even know the big threat in the room. He spins around. He's this giant green goo monster. Did the book disappear or is it still there on the ground still there on the ground do i know what book this is you can make a roll as a part of your thing right. to see if you i'm gonna roll knowledge so this is my first one so i roll two yes difficulty two can i have two d12s please four and a two pass this is a book that used to be in one of the other libraries in the mm-hmm. house around like six years ago is the last time you remember seeing this but you do remember seeing it because when you last touched it your mom told you to not touch it again because it was a previous necronomics personal journal what yeah wow. okay i'm just gonna attack it i'm gonna try to do what i did before so uh, he musters up all his frustration with the day and looks inward and looks over at izzy who's hurt and he tries to recreate what happened and he's whips his arm out and nothing comes out and whips it out again. Nothing's coming out. Get angry! I'm good. You can't... No, wait, who's talking? This is Asteria, the Maginomic, who the entire time, as soon as the monster showed up, has been looking at it and desperately rifling through your mother's spells. Can you not... Can you, like, don't... I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Nobody... If you don't take care of that, I'm going to have to take care of it. Oh, you're going to take care of it? Yeah, I'm going to take care of it. All right. Uh And then his arm (laughs) lights. So this is your second action. Go, Brennan. Brennan. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Brennan. No. So his arm, he whips out. Everyone's yelling at him. He's like, all right, okay, I'm feeling the same fire in my belly. And his arm whips out, and and it's almost as if sparks are just coming out, but nothing <laughs> comes out. From the ground, Izzy's laughing. <laughs> Do we make him angrier? Could you flip one of the Nomic deck? The red herring. Something throws you off track. And now I get to decide if I use a nightmare point or if I use an attack. Brennan just tried to... Whatever I just did, which is this weird kind of light beam, heavy beam out of my large... Yeah. Uh, Obsidian black muscular arm and nothing came out. The monsters large. Their eyes are all people. They were looking over at Asteria, mm-hmm. who was doing a bunch of stuff. And then Brennan started arm glowing. And their head just slowly moved over to Brennan. Mm. And it became clear that their eyes were starting to swirl. The three-part triangle thing Whoa. narrowing in Excuse? on, oh. on Excuse Brennan. Pardon? And pardon? then there is a womb as they there is some sort of attack that happens like a, like a good womb? like a, i don't know it's a mental womb that is happening is but it's definitely to everybody else or just so me? everyone feels a sort of like a, a shift in the room there's no outward experience shifts, of this nothing moves on the table there's no wind or okay. anything but it definitely feels yeah. like wind and you are hit with a mental attack coming at you at a five difficulty Brandon. I'm oh with a mental attack. i'm gonna roll defense with channel Oh, boy. Oh, no. 10, 3, 7, 12, and 12. Oh, so close. The the mechanical thing first. Okay. You gain a minor negative condition. One quick thing to go over how conditions work. If you have a minor condition and you get a second one, instead you have a moderate negative condition. And Mm -hmm. if you get a third thing, you'd get a major negative condition. Same thing works with positive ones. So that's what you get. And Mm -hmm. the thing that happens is you see a vision 
of you huh? in a land made of metal. Lots and lots of beams of metal and open air and water. And you are falling. You get a solid second of that and you feel a lot of pain suddenly. The sky is red. There aren't any clouds. You're just falling around all of these beams. And then, boom, you're back here. There's no damage on you. You just feel bad. How well, about <laughs> we let one of our NPC friends do something? Oh, boy. Always. <laughs> yeah, so Asteria was watching this whole thing and has been rifling through and is like, yeah, if you're not going to take care of it, I'm going to take care of it. And then grabs one of the many gems out of the basket of gems that is right next to her. Brennan, what does this gem look like? She grabs just a gem. Seems kind of at random. She's looking okay. at the monster really focused. This is one of the many gems that your mom has. Uh, it's really nice. This gem is encased in white rock, but it's kind of good and stuck in there. But you can see in the middle is this light blue gem that is a septagon. Nice. She grabs it. She doesn't know what spell this is. Mm -hmm. uh, she has no idea. She's not really even paying that much attention to the staff. She looks over at where her staff is across the room, but knows that she has to do something about this monster. She just squinches up her one eye and casts out the spell using Spell It Out For Me, one of her Nomic abilities. She's going to make a complexity three check to cast a spell you have and have figment for, but haven't learned. And if she succeeds, we'll find out what this okay. spell is. <laughs> She succeeds. All right. Yeah, I'm she like squinched up her eye and held out her hand and then the monster is still focused on you Brennan. Mm -hmm. It doesn't notice this marble sized ball that comes in at their chest. Then as soon as it strikes the monster's chest it explodes into this huge glowing goop of liquid fire all over the entirety of the monster. It's very hot. You are hit with the wave oh. of, the, of the heat, heat from it. Mm. The monster catches on fire and everything within five feet of the, oh, of no! the monster. All those books! No, yeah. books! Even begin to draw the attention of the actual bibliography. <laughs> He's not doing well now. There are some things that are great about this. It does two damage to the target. Great. Both the target and everything within five feet of the target is set ablaze. They suffer one minor condition. Let's get some fire on the board. Yeah, does it spread? Yeah, so every oh. turn, every turn it's gonna spread unless you put it out. You can put it out with a three skill check. Like, you can move through the fire and avoid getting hurt by it with a three skill check. If you don't do that and you decide to move through it, you're going to take a damage and suffer a, a negative condition. Lorsh. Monique turns to Asteria and says, please stop helping! Asteria <laughs> <laughs> um, turns, puts her hands on her hips and pouts at you and she goes, well I don't see you doing anything! <laughs> and glares over at the monster and frowns at it for a few seconds just seeming to not really do anything and she makes a complexity four check. May I have D12s? Hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, God. <laughs> sure you know. I'm going to spend the thing to re-roll. Uh, oh, and she still fails. No. <laughs> no discussion. Great though. job, Hysteria. <laughs> she tries to do something and is sticking her tongue out and really frowning up at the monster and hemming and hawing. Then she, like, totally misses the monster she winding up their arm for a big old hit. Uh, would you guys mind flipping one of the cards for me? So this came out upside down. Okay. Habonomic family comfort relaxation. Oh. So the opposite of that. The opposite of that. The monster is completely doused in the flames. They wind back an arm and then shoot it out really, really fast oh. and are moving to like scrape down Asteria's face. A four physical attack is coming at her. She is going to try to use athletics. She's a mage. 
Wow. She made it. She did. She made it. That's nearly impossible. That's one, two, three, four. Yeah. yeah. That's a one in two hundred and fifty-six chance. That's truly wow. monstrous. So she is just glaring at oh. this 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 monster, trying to do something. She biffs it. Then they try to reach out a thing to hurt her, and she just steps out of the way and keeps glaring at them. Okay, so Maya looks to the general room that's just in chaos. Does anyone need to be healed right now? This is the time to do it. I'm fine. She's Don't not. Worry. She's really not. Don't worry so about it. Heal her. Heal her. So that's two D twelves. I'm gonna use my melee, which is a D twelve. So a one, a five, and a six. Ha ha! So you succeed. Alright. So you have moved over to Izzy. My shield is in my left arm. I kind of just take it across my chest and should I say something? Yeah. She's like, what are you going to say with that? What are you doing? Um, it's, I really hope something great happens. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> the whole shield lights up, but then it centers back into the circle in the middle part and this power, I don't want to say a wave, but it's a beam. It hits you in the chest. Whoa, whoa. Something happened. <laughs> Something did happen. Yeah? yeah? How do you feel? Great. How I How feel your like- eyes, your eyes are they're the same. Is he stands up? There were no but broken bones. You used to have a burn on your chest, like yeah. an actual burn, and no more. Your skin is smooth and cool. Yeah, so she's still shaken up and still got a headache, but now she can stand without dropping down. My, that was you're the only one of us who's any good at anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's there. Guys, I have an idea. Brennan. So Izzy pulls Brennan's shirt down to her. Brennan. We mm-hmm. all agree that you've really beefed it over the past five minutes. <laughs> uh, I didn't, and then Brennan, mean- we all agree you really beefed it, but right now we're going to talk about that later. Yes. I need your help right now. I don't know why, but Brennan I need I you to throw me. What? Uh, no, you said don't touch me. I you said I can't do anything right. Need you, you said don't touch you. See, this is not a skill. This is, doesn't require anything. It doesn't require your arm. It just requires you. To throw me. Well, I, I think it requires his arm, actually. Do with any arm you want. I just need you to throw me onto Maya's shield. Brennan, do it. It's really cool. That's a really cool idea, Brennan. Throw me, and then we'll see what happens next. That's all I need you to do. Tell me again. What? Wait, and now I have to sh- throw a shield and you? You don't have to throw the shield. You throw me onto yeah, a shield. Just... The shield throws me onto the animal. Okay. I knock it down with my cool powers. And then we win. And then we put out the fires. And then we're going to discuss about how bad you beefed it. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> Brennan, you can do this, I okay? Brennan, you can do this. I don't even know. Zephyr, tell him something. Those books! Help the books if that's what works. Yes! It's still Maya's turn. It is okay, still okay. Maya's turn. Well, then she grabs Brennan by the shirt. Listen to me now. What? I'm listening. I don't, 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 don't do it anymore. You can do this. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to give it, get it together. Zephyr, do you have anything to contribute at this time? And he looks at you and he's looking at the fire. He's winging out, but then he like nods and looks down at his book. And Maya nods. I'm not sure how reading is helpful, but if that's what you need to do, great. So Ooh. Zephyr like looks down at the book in his lap and starts flipping furiously mm-hmm. through it and then goes, ah, and closes it and closes his Careful. eyes and uses knowledge is power, which is one of his gnomic abilities. Once per day, select a creature you can perceive and peer into your book, mixing a four complexity skill check. So he's going to, may I have D12s? I have them right here. Make a knowledge roll. 
nine, six, eight, and twelve. He makes it. Nice. His eyes glow, and then the book opens to a picture that projects up slightly, like kind of like a pop-up book. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Of the monster that you guys are currently looking at. And also of a really cool sigil. Looks down and he starts reading about it. And it gives him (laughs) two pieces of information about the monster. And these are actual pieces of information. So things on the character sheet. So I'm going to tell you guys what they are. So he's just yelling this to us. So apparently this guy is, um, um, Prince uh, Vizago. He was summoned to this dimension. This is the sigil for summoning him. Apparently there are other dimensions. He has some abilities and things that whoever summoned him took note of. Two abilities that this thing definitely has. It has a thing called Quick Learner. When a magic or energy attack hits Prince Vizago, I can spend one nightmare point to learn the attack. And then I can use it. Uh, Prince Vizago's default complexities. Prince Vizago also has the Royal Touch. I can spend one nightmare point and Prince Vizago or a creature adjacent to him regains two health levels. If spend two nightmare points, Prince Vizago restores two health levels to a creature that has been dead for less than one hour, restoring it to life. Maybe we should cool it on the magic because it's like a sponge and he shoots the magic back out. Okay, says Asteria, and she steps back a little and folds her arms. Oh, I really don't like that look she has in her eye. She's on timeout. Zephyr, is there anything else you want to do, or are you kind of wrapped up, buddy? Um, am I, am I, am I allowed to go? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, the books! And he gets up, and he runs. Yes, he's going to go through the flames oh. and grab some books and start putting them into his shell. So... Oh. That's what Zephyr's doing. Oh, boy. This is going to be a really short gnomic reincarnation. Next up, Emmy goes, Zephyr, what? What? And grabs one of the bones from the dinosaur and yanks it off of the dinosaur. (laughs) And then glares up at the monster and says, hey, you, I have a bone to pick with you. And goes charging in to hit the monster with the dinosaur bone. Oh, no! Oh, no. Emmy failed! Emmy. Uh, I'm going to take the nightmare point because it's more useful to me than an attack. Let's flip a card so that we know what flavor this has. It was facing towards me. Okay. Bountynomic growth harvest bounty. The fire spreads. Oh. Yeah, so Emmy, like, was rushing in there, but then the flames just went boom. Uh, Brennan, do you have fire insurance? (laughs) (laughs) And then one last person, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, most important gnomic. So, Key, Narconomic, has oh, been God. asleep. Our darling friend, <laughs> Key Costa, who wakes up oh. to a wall of flame and just goes, ah! And they grab their pillowcase that they were sleeping on, their gnomic ability thing, run up on top of the dinosaur and start batting out the flames. So they are going to actually take the three difficulty check. They are going to use athletics. They will make an athletics check. They failed. I guess that they did just uh, wake up. So would you mind flipping another one of those cards? This came in right side up. Okay. Daranomic audacity grit determination. Okay. That to me says that you're not getting a nightmare point. You're getting an attack. So Prince Vizago has been watching all of this, sees Key screaming and gets brave about it, steps forward and reaches down over Key's head. So that is a complexity for attack coming at them. He is going to defend with, I guess, athletics. No, 
They fail. Oof. So the green hand that has flames licking at the back of it goes over Key's head and then scrapes up as they grab their little froggy forehead and press. Key takes a hit and takes a minor negative condition. And then they let out a piercing, very, very bad scream as they're hit with a bad memory. Do you guys want to make one up for this person? Where is this person from? So this person is from the deep jungle. They grew up in a tribe of the night jay who really, really into making skin sight potions. So their whole those life- Those are the frog people? Those are the frog people. Okay. So their life has been a lot of poison training and a lot of- Yeah, you got it? Yeah. Okay. So this is like, for some key has been welcome to like make- this stuff with like the tribe and the elders and they all get settled and they're all sitting there ready to like mix their potions and things like that mm-hmm. and then in the distance they just start seeing the canopies of trees being felled oh there's this deforestation thing that's happening Oof. like another tribe is moving in the surrounding forest is being uprooted oh no that's a bad memory. It seems to really hurt Key, who crumples up and stays in the area. They weren't in the flames, you know, but they're slumping towards them. Mm-hmm. That brings us back to the top of the initiative, which is the monster. The monster. It is Prince Vizago's turn. Sheesh. Prince Vizago is starting the turn in the fire, so he takes an additional damage, Good. and his minor condition gets upgraded to a moderate physical condition. Great. He is going to do a few things. So he's going to move. Selfish. He's going to move. <laughs> he steps carefully, and he tries to... It's a weird crouch, because he's trying to not bonk his head on the ceiling, and he kind of bonks it once, and he gets hurt, and he goes, oof. Then he gets far away from you guys, and far away from the fire, and he does a quick calculation of trying to figure out where in the current room is safe, and he decides that the best place to stand is up elevated off of the floor on a wide enough pedestal, so he gets on top of the giant map. Then he... I use a nightmare point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. And he, instead of attacking anything else, uses spectral minions. Spectral minions! End of episode. Autonomic is a precocious LLC production. Izzy Kia is performed by Liz Anderson. Maya Shale is performed by Taylor B. Hill. Brennan Bravo is performed by Stephen Kropa. Monique Mitra is performed by Pranks Paul. And I, Kat Cool, serve as their story's narrator. All music on the show is made by MJ. Autonomic is played in Autonomic, which uses the Bright system, which is used in Burn Bright and owned by Roll20. Roll20 is a virtual tabletop that runs from your web browser, where you can play tabletop games online with friends at Roll20.net. Until next week.